welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. So I'm going to just talk about keys to prophesying or keys to growing in the prophetic. But, but by keys, I mean helpful tips and hints, right? So it's not of you've got to do this in order to do this. Do, you know, like, but these, these are things that are going to assist you in growing in that whole being able to hear God on the spot and flowing in the prophetic and being a prophetic person and a person with a prophetic lifestyle. Um, so I think that that's the aim. Um, certainly my aim is to be able to be prophetic as a lifestyle, as opposed to just getting a prophetic word here and there. Does that, does that make sense? So, so I've just got a few, few keys that, that will help us do that. Um, um, I'll just go through those keys. Maybe then we'll have another activation and then we'll come back for a bit more teaching on the different manifestations, looking at Old Testament, New Testament and all that. Okay, so, so keys to the prophetic then. Um, first of all, I guess the first one is just focusing on Jesus. You know, you know we were talking about that last week, about you know, what, what is your focus in life and having an intimacy with him. Um, and growing in that intimacy. And that's all about getting to know Father or getting to know Jesus well and, and allowing him to love on you regularly. So, so it's, and by that, I, we know that he loves us, but, but sometimes we resist that and we, we sort of hold God like that it's like, talk to the hand, God. You know, like, don't talk to my heart. Talk to the hand sort of thing. And we're not really focusing on him. We're not really allowing him to pour into us. Um, so we, we want him and to know him and, and just... He's our dad and we are his kids. And, and you, I think you're going to have a whole week just exploring what that actually looks like in life. You know, it's great to know the theory, but the theory needs to become practice. You know, it just needs to become part of who we are. And, and probably we're all on different levels of that journey of learning how, what is God really like and what is he really like as a father. And, and as he heals us up and as we sort of commune with him and talk with him, we just become more and more aware of his goodness. It's like, he's just good. He is good. And so have, have that, that as a focus, as an aim, because that really is one of the biggest keys to hearing him well and to conveying his heart well is getting to know what his heart actually is. I know I mentioned the scripture yesterday, but I'm going to actually read it today and it's 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 to 3 13 verses 1 to 13 sorry so it's, it's a little bit long but I'm going to read it if I speak in tongues of men or of angels but I do not have love I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom mysteries and all knowledge, 
And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. So Paul's saying, like, do you know what? <laughs> Without love, it's really not worth doing, trying to do anything. It, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't create anything. It doesn't, you know, change anything. Then he goes on to say this. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy and it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Remember, God is love. So when, I'm, when it says here, love is, this is also describing our Heavenly Father, okay? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the completeness comes, what is in part will disappear. When I was a child, I taught like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But then I became a man. I put away childish, the childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these things, three things remain, faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. That's quite a powerful scripture. It's describing who God is and, and what he's saying there is like, you know what, as, as we focus on, on who God is and his love, then his, we become more and more like him and his love becomes more and more evident in us. And so we become patient and kind and we do not envy and we do not boast and we are not proud and we don't dishonour and we're not self-seeking and we're not easily angered and we don't keep records of wrong. Because we become like our dad, okay, and and so so that that is that is key, and the key to that, of course, is being intimate with him and having that that ongoing relationship with him, spending time with him, enjoying his presence, and and welcoming him to manifest his presence with you, okay. It's like show yourself, you know, like come on, God, I need you, I love you, okay. And, and part of that intimacy is the second point, is be a person who is a worshipper of God. Okay, I, I'm sure you are. I mean, we've just been worshipping this morning and, and it's clear that you obviously like to worship. And we have some budding worship leaders here right now coming up the ranks. Andy, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> but, but just have that as part of that, you know, as my... In, that intimate relationship with you and out of that intimacy just flows a heart of worship and gratitude and honour to him. Okay, so to have a lifestyle of worship. Um, and we see in 2 Kings 3 um, that Elijah, he, 2 
yeah, 2 Kings chapter 3, the Elijah, when he's asked to prophesy, he calls for a musician. Because often music can, can just help us connect intimately. So worship is part of that, that sort of connecting intimately with the Father. Oh no, goosebumpy. Like, I'm, I'm teaching myself happy. <laughs> like, yay, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> he is good. So being a, a prophetic, you know, like if we sort of like stepping into that prophetic lifestyle and, and focusing on, you know, let, let's have this like ongoing conversation with God. God will begin to... Um, just share his heart with you on behalf of others. And, and sometimes it will be for, the, for just purely because he wants you to partner with him in intercession. And so I want to say that, that point number three, just be a person who is willing to, to pray on behalf of others and to talk to God on behalf of others. And you're probably already doing that, but, but just have that as a lifestyle as well you know you see you see a situation and, and it's like god i just bring that situation to you and just you know start to pray for the people and it doesn't have to be like i've got to lock myself in the cupboard and i've got to pray on my hands and knees for half an hour for that person no it's having that ongoing conversation with god and then including praying for others and have that lifestyle of intercession are you, are you with me? I mean, sometimes there will be times where you feel called to, to just get before God and, and, and talk to him about something and intercede in, you know, the, what we might call the traditional way of, you know, like praying. But, but I think intercession often is, is a bit more lifestyle-like. And that, you know, like going through the day, I'm in the car and, and I'm, you know, do you know what, God, I really want you to bless such a body today. You know, like um, they're having this, this is going on in the life and what can we do, God? What, how, and just be prophetically speaking out over them and declaring over them and praying for them and, and, and partnering with God. Um, so have a lifestyle of, of someone that's, that's just happy to talk to God on behalf of others. Um, and, and speaking life into them and prophetically praying over them. Potentially, yeah. That is a possibility. Yeah. I am. Um, it's interesting. I, I once um, well, had a dream. This is going back to when I was living in Canada, had a, a dream about someone that I hadn't seen for, I don't know, probably a good five years or so, right? So, um, and, and he, he was just in my dream. Like, gosh, that, that's a bit random. So I woke up and it was in the middle of the night as well. I woke up having just had the dream. Um, because I remember the dream, I'm like, this is significant. So, so then I just felt an urgency to pray for this guy. So I just prayed and it wasn't, I didn't get up out of bed even. I'm still lying with my head on the pillow, nice and relaxed. 
And I just prayed a blessing and protection and just ask God if, you know, does he, I can't remember exactly now, but I asked him to send his angels, protect him, etc. And I went back to sleep. And then the following day, I was on the phone to my mum and I remembered that that had happened. And I just said to me, you know, how is this guy? If you heard anything, I just had a dream about him last night and felt to pray for him. Um, so she said, oh, I don't know. I've not spoken to his mum for a while. So, so anyway, mum being the invest, private investigator that she is, um, after I'd had the phone call, she rang his mum and said, you know, how's he doing? Is everything all right? Oh, actually, no, but, but he's going to be all right. And what had happened was, whilst I was having the dream, this guy was getting beaten up and he was left for dead. And there's, there's a... A time difference so it was early hours in the morning where I was but it was like late evening where he was back in England um, and he was left for dead but someone walked by and found him and he was now in the hospital and recovering and I'm like oh that's interesting <laughs> intercession having that sort of just that heart of you know if, if you suddenly find yourself thinking about someone and you've not thought about them for a while just, just talk to God about them just say a quick prayer. It doesn't like I say, it doesn't have to be hours in the prayer closet. It's just that lifestyle of talking to God and 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 you know, do you want me to pray anything about this person, God? What what what's your heart for them? What's happening? Can I help? And and just yeah. So lifestyle of intimacy with God, worship, and intercession. Um, another thing that that I think is is a key to to growing in the prophetic is actually <laughs> it sounds crazy but pursue the gift okay keep going for it after this week don't just lay it down and and, and not use it but actually pursue it um and and exercise sorry yeah or you know just keep practicing exercising it you know just Letting it flow and growing in it, okay? We're giving you the tools how to do it, as it were, um, and now you've got them in your belt. You just keep taking them out and, and using them and, and going for it. And any opportunity that you can see, you know, like on a Sunday, I was going to say morning, not a Sunday morning, church for ages, have we? Um, Sunday afternoon, you know, like, in, you know, just at like the worship time or the coffee break or whatever, it's like, God, it's, but do you want me to prophesy over and be actively thinking about, you know, like, can I, can I just prophesy over God's word for you or whatever? Stir the gift up, okay? And Paul tells Timothy, doesn't he, um, to, to stir the gift that was given to you when we laid hands on you and, and commissioned you into your job. And he's like, stir that gift up, stir it up, go for it. So, so Paul encouraged Timothy to stir up the things of the spirit inside of him. And I'm encouraging you, keep exercising, pursue the gift. One, one really good um, thing that you can do that I found helpful if I've got a problem with someone, right? You, you might be more holy than me and you might be able to not be offended by anyone and, and, and get on with everyone. But sometimes I'm, I, you know, I'm not like that and sometimes I get offended and I have problems with people <clears throat> um, and they probably have problems with me and that's okay. 
but use prophecy. You're like, just, just what I do is I'm like, okay, this person is really like irritating me and I'm not happy about this person, but actually God, you can probably see the gold in them that I can't see right now. Um, so um, what do you think of them, Father? And, and honestly, as he begins to show you then what he thinks, that's got to change your attitude towards them. You know, like it's like, oh gosh, God sees them like that. And then as you begin to speak that out and, and bless them, and whether you do that in front of them or, or on your own, you know, like however you want it, you might even feel like I've got a word for you. This is how God sees you. Um, but just even in your own intercession and your own prayer time and your own um, time with God talking, whether it's in the car or whatever. Um, for me, that helps me see the gold in people, especially if I've got a problem with them and I, I can't see it naturally. Okay, so that's a, a nice little exercise for you. Which is my next point. <laughs> oh, da -da, do you want to take over? <laughs> I don't know what point we're up to because I've gone out of order. Um, but the next one along <laughs> is faith. Yeah. It's interesting that, that, that faith is the currency of heaven, not need or not want, okay? Um, and so sometimes often the prophetic will... Well, we, we need to have faith often because we're nervous or we're not sure, do, is this me or God or whatever. Sometimes we just literally got to step out in faith and have a go and, and go for it and, and allow faith to rise up. And of course, yeah, just, I mean, it, faith is a gift, which is amazing. You know, God gives us this gift of faith. But again, it's something that, that then we've got hold of and what are we going to do with it? Do we just put it in the, the cupboard and leave it and shut the door? Or do we take it out and exercise it and use, use it to begin to, to increase and grow? Because Jesus made an interesting um, comment when he said that faith is like a mustard seed. Okay, but mustard seed is really tiny, but it grows into a big bush if you let it, right? And, and it actually, I'm told when I looked it up on Gardener's thingy-ma-poppy um, on the internet, like, that the mustard bushes are very difficult to get rid of once they are established because they, they have deep roots and they're strong and they grow. So, so it's, when Jesus said faith, it's like a mustard seed. It's like, okay, I'm giving you the seed. Once it's cultivated in you, you you've got that like strong faith and regardless of what's going on around you you can you've got the roots then that strong root that strong bush um, and it can flourish and grow etc etc so uh, let faith grow cultivate it and the best way to cultivate it is just keep using it <laughs> and stepping out praying for praying the the crazy prayers and 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 prophesying the crazy prophecies you know like just just going with it with God okay and not holding back okay and of course 
honour, honour the voice, honour the prophetic. Value it, value when you when you have in your your you know your chats with God, value what He says, value what He's saying, and and just let it it grow. Yeah. Value, put place value on on the things that God shares with you and and grows in you. Okay. Yeah, 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 and and it will, it will help, and that that brings me to the last point on this little like keys is hang out with other people who are prophetic, yeah. right? Because faith does catch on, yep, yeah. and and you know encourage each other and strengthen each other, and it's it's interesting that. Um, you know, for example, David, he killed Goliath. He was a giant slayer, right? So, so he, he killed Goliath. But then four of his, so later on, after, you know, that he's found his men in the cave and, and he's starting to train them. And um, he then has four valiant men that his, like, sidekicks, as it were. Four of those men also become giant slayers, it says. Okay, so... so because they hung around a giant slayer, they became giant slayers. Make a pun. One, two, three, four. <laughs> it's not. It's not about the number. I don't think. But but basically, you know, like just just hang out with people who are keen and, and excited about hearing God for others and prophesying. And I mean that's. You've got five months of hanging out with each other. You're all excited about what's going to happen. And, you, you know, you'll get on the streets and you'll get to prophesy and heal sick and, and do all exciting stuff. And you, as you're doing it together, you'll, you'll grow from each other and you'll build up. Um, Okay, let's take a little exercise break. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.